0: I'm a What's up, everybody? No My name no is Sid, discussion. and I've teamed up with the big don't homie Reg to bring y'all don't something don't new. Shit, something man, we like to call Beyond the, y'all's the Scoreboard. Man, y'all be sure not to review, and rate, and subscribe. Let's get to these it. Hey, making these flips. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg?
1: What up? Ready to talk some football, man.
0: Man, so this is what this is our first uh, <clears throat> our first losing streak of the season. Uh, now we're sitting at two games, went to Tennessee, uh, uh, came out all kinds of bad, and in the second half, uh, offensively was able to pick it up a little bit, but it was another case of too little, too late for the second week in a row. Uh, So we ended up dropping that game to Tennessee 23 to 21. What did you see from that game? What did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, What were your takeaways?
1: Uh, First of all, uh, let's start with just saying Tennessee defense have been playing better these last couple weeks. When the season first started, man, their secondary was getting torched, giving them big plays, blown coverages, you name it. They were giving it up. Uh, They're now playing behind their front four. Um, Get a lot of pressure inside. Um, and they're just basically not turning the ball over on offense these days. But uh, coming into this game, Tennessee was riding a winning streak of their own. Uh, they've beaten some uh, very impressive teams this year, and I knew it wasn't going to be a pushover game. However, it was a game that I thought we would win. Um, Tennessee just had more life. Uh, they had better playmakers on offense offensive side of the ball. Their receivers uh, was more accountable than what ours was. Um, Ryan Tannehill didn't play great, but he didn't uh, he didn't play horrible as well. He you know he didn't basically give the game away. Uh, yeah. and they got just enough from uh, their weapons on the outside to make it a game, and uh, they held on to a lead. Uh, on the Saints side, the struggles continue, and that's all around, man. We already came into this game short. Uh, Armstead, Camara. Um, as we all know, Michael Thomas is out for the season. So we had very uh, little production from receivers yet again. Um, very little production, uh, production from the tight end position. I thought we would use Mark Ingram and Taysom Hill a little bit more this game, but we didn't. Um, and, you know, offensive struggles, man, is just just not enough. Marshawn Lattimore had a bad day too, man. He had a horrible yeah. day uh, yeah uh, a wide out that I never even heard of, man. I saw Tennessee, uh, their fan page was lighting him up, though, man. They, they gave him a lot of recognition after that game. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, that was basically the game, man.
0: Um, Like you said, man, it, it's not like Tennessee offensively did anything crazy. Once again, the the, the score was 23-21, to 21, so it's not like, you know, they went out there and put up a crazy amount of points or their offense was super effective because our defense held up like it normally does. Uh, most weeks for the most part it held up, but as we always talk about, it's only so it's only so many times you're gonna be able to put your defense out there without giving them anything on offense and expect them to keep uh holding up. Um, like you say, man, wide receiver, a lot of us, man, I I'm quite sure most Tennessee fans don't know who that guy is. And he went out there <laughs> on Sunday and know who he is. <laughs> And he went out there Sunday and and ate, man, five receptions, 100 yards. Uh, It seemed like every time they needed a big play, he was there. Uh, It seemed like he was faster than everybody in our secondary on Sunday. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, he played a huge game uh, against our offensive line. I know Simeon ended up getting sacked uh, four times. I think Simmons was at least two of those. Um, Like you say, man, Tennessee has, they went from a team, that we talked about once again. We talked about them. What was it, the first week of the season? First, because I want to say a- a- Arizona destroyed them week one. Week I remember us talking about mm-hmm. They destroyed them week one, and that's when we realized that we didn't know most of the people that was in their secondary. Um, they're on a six game winning streak now. Yeah, uh, we thought that you know Derrick Henry going down was really, uh, man, they done lost Derrick Henry. Now, what they're gonna do, right? And they still find the ways to win. That defense is looking better than we <laughs> thought that it would be looking this season, uh, mm-hmm. by far. Especially once again with a whole lot of no names in that secondary outside of Janoris Jenkins and Caleb uh, Fairley. No, they got a safety, uh, Michael Hugo. Is that what I don't know. Um, but yeah, for, for the most part, a whole bunch of nobodies in their secondary, yeah. uh, but, not, and, and I want to say, um, I want to say they're undefeated against teams who were in the playoffs last year as yeah. far too, yeah. they have some huge wins under their belt. And yeah. I want to also say that I think they have the easiest schedule going forward too. So they set themselves up to withstand a Derrick Henry injury to at least still make it to the playoffs. Um, and best case scenario, end up with, uh, a a first week bye. Mm -hmm. and that would buy them a little more time to, for that shot in the dark of Derrick Henry to return, uh, in the postseason. But yeah, for New Orleans, man, it's like you say, man, it's the same thing. We talk about the same things every week. Uh, injuries is going to play a part. It's been playing a huge part for us this season, but it plays a part in every, in it, for every team in every game. Um, Penalties. Penalties killed us. It mm-hmm. kills us every week. That's always one. of uh, Some of it is, once again, us just going out there and seeming like we undisciplined. Sunday, there was a call or two that was just... Yeah, flat out bad. What
1: they do. Call <laughs> it was flat out bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, we, but once again, we, we can't afford to come out as slow as we did Sunday. Uh, and expect to really beat anybody. That's true. Um, yeah. So, it, and and we're going to get into it when we talk about going into this next week about Taysom Hill and you know what what can be done and, and things of that nature. But once again, the team we talked about it last week after the trade deadline and nobody and we didn't move anybody or move for anybody. The team is what the team is yeah. at this point. There ain't nobody coming in that door that's a free agent right now that's going to change life for us. So it's about figuring out how to win these games, um, especially over these next three weeks. um, Winning these games with what we have. we got to figure out, you know, like I said, the defense is playing as well as we can ask them to play right now. Um, And that's even with, of course, Gardner Johnson missed Sunday. He's out. He's going to be out for at least three weeks, um, at least three games. Um, So you know, it, it's going to be all about figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's still a 23-21 game. Like, it's not like we went out there and got blew out or anything like that. You can definitely point out the moments where, oh, if that would have went a different way, we could have won this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's not it's not something to really get down about yet, I guess. We're still in a position of where we'd be making a playoff if they started today. Um, but like I say, man, the schedule only getting tough for going going forward for us. So we really gonna have to have to figure out a lot of things. Uh, I would like um, to
1: touch bases too on some of the obvious plays that we had that to me kind of uh, caused the game, if you would say. We had two missed extra points. Um of course. Those two points alone tie ball game overtime, whatever. And then the and the- a missed the- the-
0: field goal, if I'm not mistaken, and a missed field goal, right? I think it was field goal and-
1: so I thought it was just two extra points. I'm going to
0: have to look. Yeah.
1: And at Deontay Harris fumble gave Tennessee all the momentum that was just like game changing, which from there, they went up uh, 20 to six. And when they went up 26, to me, it just felt like it might as well have been 46 because we know we don't have an offense built necessarily at this time to come back. Um, yeah. And make up so many points. Um but you got to give Tennessee credit. One thing I do like about Tennessee, and I just like in football, period, is the next man up, you know, mindset. Uh, Tennessee, yep. Derrick Henry went down, man. No excuses. Like, you didn't hit nothing. Mike Verbal, yeah. like, took it on the chin. Hey, man, look, football goes on. Life goes on, you know. We got yep. to do the best we can to replace him. We'll be with a multi-running back system, and we're just going to keep moving forward. Um, Julio Jones has been banged up all year. That was a big piece that they got this offseason that they thought really was going to open up uh, the passing game. Because I tell everybody, Derrick Henry getting 70 yards on 20 carries, to me, it'd still be like fantastic to see him run simply because he faced a loaded box every single play. Yeah. So his 70 yards on 20 attempts is someone else's 150 yards on 25 attempts or whatever yeah. but julio jones you think okay if you're gonna load the box we got aj brown that we could put in the x we got julio that that can play the x for us these guys in the slots are dangerous receivers and they just haven't panned out for them yet but yet they find a way to continue to win but the another big uh guy that they picked up this off season. he hasn't um been able to perform how he did with that Pittsburgh unit, but he's still yes, no. one of their better defensive players, him and Evans on at the linebacker position. But Tennessee and the AFC, uh, you know, AFC is 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 tough these days, and they continue to be worthy opponents, and uh, just got to pat them on the back for that, man.
0: And another play I wanted to point out, which, once again, we we touched on penalties, but the penalty for – uh, right. Roughing the passer, right. that was they, you know, on on the position on the possession where they went up thirteen yeah. to six. Wasn't it on uh, third that, down
1: too? I think that was on third. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah, that was, and that, yeah, and,
0: and that could have been that 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 changed a lot too. Um... But yeah, man, there's a lot. Once again, hats off to Tennessee. Like they're a team mm-hmm. that those first few weeks we were looking at. I know you, yeah.
1: you chill for them on a slick. You tip for Derrick Henry on the slick. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I love Derek Henry, bro. I love Derrick Henry, yeah. I, I love Derrick Henry. And, and I and I like I really like Ryan Tannehill. He like he's one of those I like seeing quarterbacks who we can point at and say they just weren't in the in the right situation. Like people were really hard on Ryan Tannehill when he was when he was in Miami. And now look at him like this. <laughs> and now you look at him and you're like, "Hey, that man's playing. You know, some really good football. He's doing what is asked of him." Um, but yeah, so Tennessee was a, a team that we looked at the first three games of this year and was like, "Ah, it don't look like this going. It don't look like this going right. to be their year." And they turned it around fast, and they're rolling right now. I want to say they're on the longest win streak in the NFL right now. So, it um, six. is it six? Now? Yeah, six games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on across the NFL. Uh, Sunday action, um, Seattle and Green Bay, ice bowl 17 <laughs> 0, Green Bay won that game, and for the most part, it didn't look like anybody deserved to win that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson, of course, returning from his injury, mm-hmm. um, Aaron Rodgers returning from. His bullshit um, for, of the past week, <laughs> and both and both quarterbacks did not look like themselves. Um, Green Bay won that game because, for one, their defense is really solid. They got a really solid defense. Mm-hmm. Um, losing uh, losing Aaron Jones that's Ooh, that's, that's tough. tough Thank God AJ, Dylan
1: is behind
0: them though. I was just about to say AJ Dylan seems to be. A.J. Dillon seems to be a better pickup at backup running back than Jordan Love is at
1: backup quarterback.
0: <laughs> and
1: uh, – oh, go ahead. Before you go forward, I just want to say how interesting would it have been, right, for them to let Aaron Jones walk because they paid him very good this offseason. Yeah. If they would have let him walk and then turned around and still walked into A.J. Dillon and had all that extra free money to address other yeah. situations like a number two receiver that they sold – desperately
0: yeah that desperately. would have been very interesting to see yeah but um yeah that that, that game was just a it was just a weird game because the, neither of the quarterbacks looked like themselves mm-hmm. uh you got aaron Rodgers ended up going 23 of uh, 37 threw an interception didn't throw no touchdowns mm-hmm. uh russell wilson went 20 or 40 no touchdowns two interceptions He got sacked three times, but he gets sacked three times every game. That's just, that's part of his stat line with the offensive line that he's working with. But yeah, the fact that neither one of those offenses, uh, but more importantly, those quarterbacks got going uh, made that for uh, a game everybody was looking forward to because of who the quarterbacks were, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, for it to end up being a 17-0 game. That was a tough one to watch. And also, once again, we get on here every week and we talk about the NFC West. Seattle, you, Seattle, you might as well call them done in that yeah. division, yeah, because that that division's too tough uh,
1: yeah. for them and to be losing you know, what they games yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I'll say this: I'm that guy that like, folks. But oh, I turned the TV off. I couldn't watch that game. It was so boring. Oh man, look, I enjoy every second of football because once yeah. it's gone, it's gone, and then we just sitting around playing with our thumbs, and we can't wait for football. So I try to enjoy all of them. This was probably the most difficult game it was for me to watch in a very long time. It was bad. Yeah. That was a very bad game. Very bad game. But Seattle defense have been playing better, too. i say at least the last four weeks now. Ken Norton has kind of put some things into place. Carlos Dunlap is back alive. Jamal Adams, yeah. they put him back in the box and took him out of coverage. And I mean they look they look very well. He was the one who caught that intercept matter of fact in the red zone. Uh that true. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Seattle defense is playing much better these days as well. Yeah. And
0: once again we're talking about now that I think about it, we're talking about two quarterbacks who probably won't be with their respective franchises next next season. Uh two Thank quarterbacks who voiced wanted to be out this past mm-hmm. offseason. And, and, you know, we're going to see how that goes going forward. But with Russell Wilson and Seattle looking like they already out of it, you know, is it's really going that chatter for him is really about to pick back up a lot
1: uh, as well. Well, we say that, and i I just say this before we move on. We say that, but one thing that I do like about Seattle, um, I really believe they're going to do everything it takes once again to keep Russell Wilson. It's just going to come down to how do he really want to be here or not. To me, that's what yeah. he's going to come to. And he kind of, to me, his personality goes, it wavers back and forth, uh, how he mm-hmm. addresses the media. Uh, a guy like Evan Rodgers, who I who I believe is more stern and firm yeah. on, I'm okay with leaving here. Like, yeah. have situations that I would have left this offseason if, you know, they would have presented themselves. Yeah. And I don't even think the question is, because, you know, uh, prior to this upcoming season that we're in, it was always, who's going to step up? Who's going to step up? Is any team going to step up and really give up three and three first round picks for any of these guys being on the back end of their career? And you just saw what Matthew Stafford and others went for. And um, now I believe the question is absolutely there's someone out there that give you two plus uh, first yeah. round draft picks yeah. for either one of these guys.
0: Especially Russell Wilson, because he has he has right. more life left too. Right. him. Right,
1: and, and, yeah. And so,
0: uh, and, and like you said, I think Russell Wilson is definitely more of a passive-aggressive type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, he's not going to be as vocal or as as straightforward about his situation as Aaron Rodgers will be. But I can definitely see a situation where neither of them are are playing. Uh, unless, unless Green Bay wins the Super Bowl, I think for sure Aaron Rodgers is gone next year. Uh, with Russell Wilson, I think it's more... It's more reasonable to think that he'd be still he'd still be in Seattle next year than Aaron Rodgers would be in Green Bay. But I th- I think I think for the franchise and for him it's probably time to part ways.
1: And I agree with everything you just said. I just find it very hard to believe that in such little time, Jordan Love could win over the coaches that's there. Because I mean, he no matter no, what no, happened. No, oh, yeah,
0: I don't, so. don't think I don't think Jordan Love is their answer. I don't think they believe that either oh, after okay. what they've seen from him thus far. But yeah. once again, you're talking about a situation where you go get a handful of first rounders for uh, Aaron Rodgers, and then depending on who you get that from, can you turn that into who's gonna be your next franchise quarterback you. if you Green Bay and I Seattle? Yes, honestly. I got you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, are the Kansas City Chiefs back? too early, man. That defense scared the hell out of me, Sid. <laughs> that defense has been too bad for me to believe anything about KC, man. That that defense, I mean, it looked good to see them scoring and Pat Mahomes connecting with all his guys and Travis Kelsey, you know, back to catching 50 balls and a half and all this good stuff, but that defense is, is what really scares me, man. Um, I think it's too early to say that they back. I definitely have to see a little bit more before I say that.
0: I think, so the first thing about that, I know me and you have talked about this. So we talk about everything off air. We were talking about how I feel about Kansas City. When I'm saying, man, their defense has always been horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just that their offense has been so high-powered and so efficient that they've been over to over- overcome that. Plus, the defense for the past three seasons have been uh, very opportuni- opportunistic about being able to force turnovers at the right, right. time or right. able to make those stops in the red zone and force field goals. Right. Um, we talked about it before the game. I say, hey, if Kevin Finley put up thirty points, that mean they offense rolling. They gonna win the game. Ain't mm-hmm. no, ain't no, ain't no them losing. So mm-hmm. when they got off to that high start, I was like, yeah, they're not losing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, if their offense can get back to being that, and I'm not even talking about four hundred yards, five touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes, but if they get back to limiting the turnovers that started, they have become a turnover machine. Really? Uh, recently, yeah. So if they can cut back off of those turnovers, that more than anything else is going to put them back in a position to where they can start back rolling the way that they are. And with a quarterback, with the talent that they have on offense in general and the offensive mind that they have at Andy Reid, it's hard for me to believe that they can be more of what we've been seeing from them this season versus what we've been seeing from them the past few seasons. Um, Vegas isn't a team that would have just that we expected to just get rolled over. That's the team that we've looked at and said, "Oh, that's that's good competition." Mm-hmm. So that that's a good start. But like you say, we do have to keep watching and and making sure that uh, those turnovers don't don't creep back off on them, because that's mm-hmm. what killed them. Their defense is their defense. I'm not expecting much out of that defense. So the offense has to be top a off, uh, top offense in the league in order to overcome that.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing that killed the Raiders was that they got in their own way. Uh, from the beginning of the time, once Pat Mahomes became Pat Mahomes, uh, I don't care who you were, if you thought you can hang around and compete with this team, you went for it on fourth and short, fourth and two, yeah. fourth and one, especially at the 50 or so. Uh, the Raiders just came out flat. They came out so conservative. and like they, The only thing I could think of like as I was watching the game was, their defensive coordinator must have felt very, very confident in the game plan that he put to, in, in place to slow this yeah. offense down. But with the first half alone, you, you had to throw that out the window, bro. Like, you could throw yeah. away every sheet that you got drew up because it's not working. I mean, they were rolling in the first half, you know? But yeah. uh, that's the only thing I could come up with because once they didn't go for it on fourth and one at the 50. And like I said, teams have been able to run and pass on KC. Derek Carr got off to a good start. So you had momentum leading up to that fourth down play. I just didn't understand why they didn't go for it. Even the play call on third down was one of those plays where they were saying, hey, it's two down territory, so don't force it. Let's just get something positive here because we're prepared to go for it on fourth down. And then you get the fourth down and you punt the ball. It was a short punt at that. (laughs) And, I mean, they go right down the field and score. I I didn't like the play calling at all. I didn't like them being conservative. But um, Kansas City, if they can get back to creating turnovers, that's the big thing. We've seen it time after time after time. A great offensive team, horrible defense, but the defense is good enough to bend but don't break and cause turnovers. That's really been the recipe for most teams that have been winning the Super Bowl lately. But uh, this defense has been so Bad. And I mean, like, so bad. This this KC defense has, has really been bad overall. Yeah. Um, up the middle, uh, they can't stop anyone from setting the edge. Um, I saw them against Baltimore with the QB options, the way they played that. Chris Jones didn't, didn't know who was keeping the ball. He was looking sideways, completely out of the play. Like, their defense has been bad, man. But like you said, if they can continue to roll like this offensively, then they have a punch's chance against anybody.
0: All right, so two more games I want to ask you about from this past week, the first being Cam Newton's uh, return oh, uh, to be uh, uh, <laughs> a <character. laughs> And just not even just specifically him, but that performance that the Panthers were able to put put out uh, with P.J. Walker as they started the quarterback, filtering in Cam where they could, but more importantly, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, being back and looking like the running back we we expect him
1: to be. Uh, it was great. First of all, man, I absolutely love to see Cam Newton uh, do well. Uh, kind of like how you spoke about Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. How you you know you sing fan yeah. all day long, but those are two guys you cheer for. Cam Newton is a guy that I cheer for, man, and I hope some type of magically way he can do something <laughs> this season that can at least put him in a backup role next season. You yep, know what I'm yep. saying? Because I, I, think it's, I, I think it's ridiculous he's not at least a backup quarterback, like, at this point. But um, it, it was fun. It was exciting to see them put pa- packages in for Cam. Um, I mean, he didn't have much. You know, he ran the ball when needed, threw a touchdown, and Carolina defense, um, you know, at times they still look just as good as they looked the first three weeks of football. Uh, yeah. And then you add uh, Stefan Gilmore. I mean, Jesus, I know. you know, uh, he had a pick him his first two games, and he's a true lockdown corner. So uh, Chris McCaffrey is back, and I think he's the whole answer to the offense. Like he's their yeah. Elvin Kamara, 100%. you know, percent. But they rely on him more than we even rely on Elvin Kamara at times. Yeah, so, <laughs> which is scary. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I really think uh, Carolina can really go far in this division. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it may don't look pretty all the time, but with that defense playing to the to the max of their ceiling, uh, yeah. Cam Newton has op- he has weapons on the outside and Anderson and Moore, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, that's enough to to get it done in this league. So I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing Carolina in the future, man.
0: Um, the first thing I want to say is I I don't want to, I want to defend the league on this on this part, which I usually don't do. Oh, um, but Cam not being a backup quarterback is partly on Cam saying, look, I'm a starter. I, I got to be given the opportunity to compete for a starting job, um, which there's not too many teams that's looking at him and saying, yeah, that's going to be our starter. Uh, I'm glad that he got the opportunity to start again, but especially to go back to Carolina um, and end up in a position where he's familiar with. And I think he's going to be able to do a lot with that team uh, for the rest of this year. As their starting quarterback, like you say, that offense revolves around Christian McCaffrey. Uh, oh, Thirteen carries for ninety-five yards, ten receptions for sixty-six yards. Mm-hmm. Like that's as I'm quite sure he's said and that, was a, day. that yeah, was a light Touches, yeah, exactly, day. <laughs> exactly. I don't think he played the fourth quarter. If we be being, I don't think he played the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I don't. Yeah, I. I agree with you. I think they can definitely make some noise in our division, um, which we're we about to get into our division a, a good bit too. Um, but, yeah, man, Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton, that defense. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, St- Stefan Gilmore, of course, was the bigger move, but we forget all about the quarterback they went and traded for the week before uh, from Jacksonville.
1: Uh-huh, Henderson.
0: We, we, forgot, we forget all about Henderson being there yeah. and being an addition in that secondary too. Because of how good Gilmore is and what exactly. he says, but Gilmore and, De- and Deontay uh, Jackson on the opposite side of him, that's a crazy duo at corner. It
1: is, man. Oh. Dante Jackson has had a crazy career because, like, coming out of LSU, all eyes was on him. Super fast in a division that had great receivers across the board. Julio in Atlanta, Michael Thomas in New Orleans, Mike Evans and Godwin in uh, Tampa. So every week you look and he had, I mean, not every week, but every division game, he had a big opponent to guard. First year did great. Ever since then, he fell off. They acquired Henderson. And Gilmore, and he Gilmore. looks right back to not only to his rookie year, but he looks better than what he even looked his rookie year. Um, but that Carolina defense as a whole, man, has just has just looked good this season.
0: All right. So the last one I want to touch on: Tampa Bay against Washington. Um, <laughs> and I'm not even and I'm not even really concerned about the game. I want to ask you because I think you had Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year when we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Do you still see them as a favorite to make it out of the NFC? And and if you do, is it more, is it anything, is it because of anything more than
1: Tom Brady? It's it's a couple things. So first of all, right, let's start here. As far as the NFC go, AFC go, whatever, in football, period, to me there is no cut. This team is better than the next team. When you think of like the powerhouse NFC teams or the powerhouse AFC teams. Uh, after saying that, I can honestly say I still have Tampa Bay favorite. The only other team I can think of for obvious reasons is the Rams. Anytime you acquire Odell and Von Miller, yeah, you're gonna, you know, the, the the chips is gonna start to stack up on your side of the table. Uh but I can stick strong and still say I still believe in Tampa Bay. Uh, Right now, they hurt. They banged up. Uh, We've seen them, to me, play their worst football. Um, But they have a guy who they trust in Tom Brady. He has weapons that hopefully at some point will be healthy this year. And, um, you know, as long as that defense can hold up, I think they can be right back in the hunt. But, no, of course, it's all Tom Brady now. I mean, if you remove Tom Brady out of this situation, then no. I don't believe in Tampa Bay anymore.
0: Yeah, and and so coming into the season, my big thing was <clears throat> last year they were able to fare well when it came to injuries and avoiding them. I mm-hmm. didn't feel like they'd be able to repeat that, and so far they haven't. The uh, we deep. haven't seen Bronx in a while. We haven't seen Antonio Brown uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I look up, somebody else in their secondary going down. Yep. Um, I want to say offensively, I think they lost an offensive line alignment re- uh, recently. Uh, as well. We haven't seen Scottie Miller mm-hmm. all year, I want to say, mm-hmm. at this point. Uh-huh. So, the, the injuries are definitely piling up on them. Carlton and they're Davis. looking at a position. Yeah, Carlton Davis and mm-hmm. uh, the other corner, too, the other... Uh, yeah, uh, Murphy uh, I, I forgot. This. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. It's
1: like week two or three. He had an elbow injury or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, the injuries are definitely piling, piling up on them. And just like you said, AFC, NFC, there isn't there isn't really any teams that's separating themselves from the rest of the bunch. So when you look at it going forward, and man, I was looking, uh, I was looking at the standings the other day and I'm like, man, they got so many teams that's already got four losses mm-hmm. on the year. But even <clears throat> being more specific and just looking at the NFC South, you got Tampa <clears throat> Bay sitting at the top at six and three, but you got us right there at five and four. You got, uh, Carolina, I think are five and five now, uh-huh. and I think Atlanta sitting there four and five or four and six. Um, <clears throat> so there isn't there isn't a good there isn't um a lot of room for error right in between that in a in a division that's already plays each other tough, mm-hmm. and you still got a lot of division games to go. Yep. Um, honestly, when I look at Tampa Bay, I, I I I still have them up there. I'd probably say for me, they'd probably be like i'd have them as the fourth team that i would be like oh i can see them making it out of the nfc um, I, I would team, yeah i got three teams that i would i would put ahead of I'm, them right I'm,
1: now i'm guessing that would be the rams the saints the rams cowboys no, not the saints not the Saints okay.
0: uh the, Ra- the rams the cardinals and uh the cowboys okay um <clears throat> all three teams who we know what their offense can be when when clicking on all cylinders. They have a high power offense, mm-hmm. uh, just as high powered as Tampa's, if not even more so, because a few of them, uh, a couple of their run games are stronger. But their defenses have been playing better as well, mm-hmm. um, especially when you look at the Rams. Uh, we saw what the Cardinals were before Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins uh, decided to take a two week hiatus. <laughs> um, so. Uh yeah, so I really just wanted to get your take on that, being that they were in the division and how close our division is looking right now, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also with how good that NFC West division is looking as well. Wow. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and look forward to Week Eleven.
1: <clears throat>
0: uh, sitting at five and four, man. We we go to Philly. We go to Philly Sunday to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are favored by two, the two point favorite. Um, I saw the injury report today. I noticed that Kamara returned to practice. Uh, Taysom Hill was out there, but I don't think he did think much. much prim- Armstead, uh, what
1: you're saying? Oh, uh, he participated, but he was limited.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armstead and Ramchick didn't practice, but that's more rest than anything else for those two guys. Um, so nothing has changed much except for it looks like Alvin Kamara may be on, on pace to play this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I see Tony Jones got activated from IR, so his 21-day window has opened up for him to return. Um, but once again, man, we, we just talked about it a, a few minutes ago. The team is the team. We got what we got. Hopefully, Armstead can play this week because, you know, our online line is probably the strongest point of our team when healthy. So having them healthy is is really important especially since we're already down a starting lineman for the year. Um, Kamara being back, of course, that's just like you talked about Christian McCaffrey and how he was all of Carolina's offense. All our offense starts and ends with Alvin Kamara and what he's able to do for us uh, for the most part. Um, Philadelphia is a team that no one had high expectations for going into this season. Um, They are, I think, probably what everybody expected them to be. Um, maybe they're a little better than what everybody expected them to be. They're four and six right now. Um, what do you? How do you see this game playing out?
1: Uh, I think if we do win this game, which I think we will, um, I think Trevor Simeon would be at quarterback again. But I think this is going to be another game that, uh, to me, he has to pass for two hundred and fifty yards or more to win. Uh, I think, you know, another opponent that's going to load the box, try to take away Elvin Kamara the best way possible. And I think they're going to put attention on trying to get pressure inside. Uh, Philly, uh, believe it or not, the the best part of their team, not just defense, but team, is their defensive line. A lot of people don't like uh, Philly's quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts. But to me, he's one of those guys that it's hard to judge because he has – such little weapons around him that to me yep. it's hard for me to fairly grade him. Uh, but he doesn't turn the ball over; he's not reckless with it, and things of that nature. So, and this was a team that beat us last year when Drew Brees was hurt and Taysom Hill was playing. I think that was Taysom's only loss last year as a starting yep. quarterback. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it'd be a little re- revenge game for us or whatnot. But I definitely think this is going to be a game that the Saints are going to have to open up the passing game a little bit more. And that's regardless to who is lining up uh, at receiving tight end. I think we're going to have to do that early. We're going to have to come out, pass the ball early, uh, hopefully take some shots if if they present themselves. But I definitely uh, think this is going to be a game uh, in order for us to win. It's going to take, you know, Trevor Simeon to throw the ball for 250 and two touchdowns. But I do have us winning.
0: Uh, the thing about Philadelphia is they, they aren't awful at anything except for um, passing yards a game, mm-hmm. uh, but they're still better than us at this. We're 31st, they're 27th. Um, they have a real strong run game, um, mm-hmm. which I, I like I like when we're facing teams like that because I know what our run defense is, right. so I'm never worried about any team running the football down our throat. Uh, so Jalen Hurts is going to have to get out there. He's going to have to throw the football. Um he doesn't he doesn't have much to work with. Uh Devontae Smith has looked okay when he's been healthy this year. Um, Dallas Goddard has has looked really good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard. I know sometimes we tend to have some issues with tight ends as well. So that's mm-hmm. gonna be a matchup to look at uh him against our secondary. But um <clears throat> overall, like I say, if it's gonna come down to how well Jalen Hurts passes the ball versus how well Trevor Simeon passes the ball, Um, and whoever you whoever you feel is gonna do that the best with what weapons are available to them is how that's gonna is the way the game's gonna go. I agree with you. I think we win this game. Um, I think Trevor Simeon um, once again, and Trevor Simeon has not played bad in any in any game that he's played for us this year. He has not played bad at all. Um once again, we know about the week before last. There was a lot of drop passes. There were a lot of missed opportunities uh this past week. He got sacked four times. Uh the offense in general just couldn't seem to get going. Um so like you say, it is it's real it's real important that we come out early um uh, and are able to have success, especially through the passing game. Uh, it can't be, man, they I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but it killed me that on every first and second down they ran the football. Like every time we got out there on first and second down, we're running the football. Mm-hmm. What we get is what we get, and then we'll we'll
1: throw the ball it's on third way. down. You gotta, yeah. you
0: gotta you gotta get some passes in there on first and second down. You have to.
1: And then um, you find yourself down losing in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden, oh, we do got the rest of these passing plays. We do have a better playbook. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. And, when Crazy. when when the whole when when the first three quarters you looking at third and seven on every on every drive exactly. and every possession, exactly. and that makes yeah, that 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 can't that can't go like that. So we do have to come out throwing the ball early. Um, I think the that Philadelphia defense is a defense that we can have some success with running and throwing the football. But once again, throwing the football is going to be where we actually need to try to thrive at. Uh, not just in this game, but going forward. We need to – we're going to have to use our pass to set up our run versus doing it the opposite way just because, for one, yeah, we got Mark Ingram back, but even in between those two guys, those aren't – they shouldn't be seeing 35 touches a game uh, running the football. Uh, Alvin Kamara definitely not built to be running up in between the tackles that many times a game. Um. And Mark Ingram isn't either at this point, to be honest. Um, but once again, the passing game has to be something that teams have to respect. Like right. they don't have to fear it, but they exactly. gotta respect it. And exactly. right now, nobody's respecting our passing game. Um, even though Trevor Simeon is playing good, the receivers, uh Deontay Harris has been our best receiver this year. Um Troutman looked better last week. Uh Trae looked better last week. Uh, still wasn't good enough. Still nope. need more. Uh, yep. uh, Jawan Johnson was active last week after not being active the week before for whatever, whatever reason. For yeah, so uh, like I agree with you. We got to come out passing the football, attacking that secondary, attacking that defense. But it's a game that we should win and probably need to win, being that we have that game Sunday, turn around and play Buffalo on Thursday. And then I think that following following game is a division game, if I'm not mistaken. One, two, i uh, I'll check right now. Uh, this is Saturday. the Jets game? Oh, oh no! Then we played the Cowboys on Thursday night. So this is a this oh, is okay. so we need to win this one because it's a strong possibility that we can go one and two during those games. Yeah, I mean during the, that that stretch.
1: Yeah. hmm That's true. All right. So last thing about this game coming up this Sunday, who is your player to watch? Who do you think is the player that needs to have the biggest impact uh, for the New Orleans Saints to bring home this victory?
0: And I'm going to say outside of Alvin Kamara, because he's always number one. I'm going to I'm going to say Trey Kwan Smith. Deontay Harris is. He's somebody who you have to respect his speed no matter what at all yeah. times. Um, but if you have to respect the, the bigger body of a uh, Traquan Smith, who isn't slow himself, but if we can if we can get him going and get some attention placed on him, then that, that opens up so much more for Deontay Harris or even for Callaway mm-hmm. uh, on, on the opposite side for him. Once again, we just talked about it. The passing game is gonna be important. Uh, and I have way less worries about Trevor Simeon. Do I then I do the receiving cast that he's been throwing the football to? Uh, I don't think that tight end is really going to be a position that's going to be able to exploit this defense. I think it has to be at the receiver position. Mm-hmm. Um, Traquan Smith or Callaway, but I'm going to put it on Traquan Smith,
1: okay. Uh, My player to watch, and I'm I'm kind of ready for him to have a somewhat of a breakout game. He's been consistent all year long. Really made me a believer because I came into this year with a lot of doubt. And as Marcus Davenport, Uh, I'm ready to see that double digit sack game from him. The constant pressure, Uh, the game that kind of say, all right, it's okay to go get his jersey now. Like he's in the club. Yeah, he's he's one of my guys. He's one of the dudes (laughs) that. Uh, we, we already know Cam Jordan is, you know, beginning to pass that torch. He's beginning yeah. to slow down a little bit or whatnot, but, uh, I think Davenport is the guy that needs to bring it opposite side of Cam Jordan, get pressure, uh, force, uh, force, uh, Jalen hurts out that pocket, couple throwaways, things of that nature. I'm looking forward to see him, uh, win his matchup this Sunday. And he's looked
0: better each week. Each he week he's been out there. He, he looks better and better. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So I, I definitely like what we have in Marcus Davenport. And and me and you talk once again, man, we, we were talking off air and we were saying how you gotta give these young players time to develop and become what they're gonna become. You can't expect day one for them to step into the door and it's not like we out here drafting anybody in the top five. So you can't you can't expect all these players to come out and and just perform uh and put up these crazy numbers from day one. Give these guys a chance to develop yeah. uh and become solid players. And when you do that, you usually see, especially with our organization, that most of these players tend to tend to pay uh pay off in time.
1: Some way, somehow.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um so let's look at um the Washington football team against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are three and a half point favorites. What
1: you got on this one? The Carolina Panthers. Can you give that? Give me that one one more time. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, I'm gonna take Carolina in that game. Three and a half. Um, it's they're at home. The Panthers, and to me, yeah. they tend to play better at home. Way better at home. The defense kind of is more alive, and um, they're just a home team, of course. Cam Newton back. More than sure we're gonna see a lot of energy. He's gonna be ready to break his neck to make a play, get in that end zone. Yeah. Uh, so long as they can uh, lean on their defense and let Christian McCaffrey continue to win games and bring them home, I don't see why not uh, Carolina have an issue. Playing against a team in Washington, to me, who has underplayed, uh, you talked about expectation Especially
0: Defensively. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Because this is a team that we all came in saying, hey, to me, this is the clear cut to win this division. Uh, uh-huh. They are the more balanced team. They had a veteran quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we're always looking at Taylor Haneke saying, hey, even if something happened, we feel like he's decent enough to step in and not win games, but keep him at par level and let the defense bring him home. Uh, you saw what you had in Gibson as a running back and everything. And this team, to me, has just been flat all season, whether you want to say yeah. increase or whatever, whatever excuse all you want to throw it. out there. Yeah, this is the NFL and we all have them. So yeah. uh, they haven't been consistent enough for me to uh, make me think any highly of them this Sunday. Uh, I know what I'm going to get out that Carolina defense, and I'm just hoping that Cam Newton don't turn the ball over and make the obvious plays, and I think Carolina can win this one.
0: And that's the thing for me. Washington hasn't been consistent at all. Uh, I look at that team, and uh, defensively, I don't I don't know what it is, because I can't <laughs> even use injury as an excuse defensively. If you were looking corners. at that D1, for oh, now, oh. Chase Young is out, but that just happened. So, yeah. the, like the first, the first half of this season, you've had Montez with De'Aaron Payne, Jonathan Allen, uh, Chase Young. You've had all of those guys there. We're looking at we we're looking at this defensive line say That's clearly the best defensive okay. yeah. line in football, and they haven't played anything, anything. like it this season. So, true. offensively, Ryan Fitzpatrick went out early, but like you say, with a guy like Tyler Tyler Heineke, you're saying, well, if the defense plays as it's supposed to play. We can still win games with Tyler right. Heinicke. The defense have ha- the defense hasn't performed as it, as it should have. They've dealt with some injuries with Gibson, Curtis Samuel. I don't think have touched the field for one or two quarters this season. Yeah. Um, and that was somebody that they you know looked at, they brought it in this offseason. Like, yeah, that's that's going to be a great number two to put on side of McLaurin. Um, and he hasn't panned out. Um, so uh, once again, like you say, this is a home game for Carolina. Cam Newton's back. This is gonna be a big energy. Like you say, it's gonna be a whole lot of energy in that stadium Sunday uh yeah. for his return. And I think that they're gonna be able to 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 get that victory, uh, especially if McCaffrey's gonna be McCaffrey on top yeah. of uh Cam being able to to add a spark to that offense. So yeah, I got Carolina and I got them being able to win probably by a touchdown.
1: And don't forget that digital uh Panther that they're gonna throw off there before the game, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget about that. It's gonna be jumping all around.
0: Oh man. Uh hey, I I'm not gonna lie, I was disappointed Sunday when Cam scored his first touchdown and he didn't do the Superman because he was so I excited like to to, to, I, to address that he was I'm back. Yeah. I was ready. I was ready to I'm
1: see back. the Superman. Yeah, I, if he stick with the I'm back for the rest of the year or whatever, <laughs> make that I'm cool with it. I love it. I love it. Uh,
0: uh, so The next day, we're going to look at the 49ers uh, traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Uh, the 49ers are a six-point favorite uh, in this game, which to me kind of seems like a lot. Um, San Francisco is another team that I look at and said there's been no consistency there this year. Um, once again, with every team, there's been injuries.
1: Yep. Um,
0: <laughs> but uh, that Jacksonville team is a team that's been playing a whole lot better uh, these past few weeks. It hasn't necessarily translated to wins every week, but they've been able to keep uh, their games closer. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has made a whole lot less mistakes than he was making uh, at the beginning of the season, where it seemed like he was turning the ball over every other (laughs) possession. And uh, James Robinson, I think, is finally healthy um, and he's, and once again, he's that top running back. He's the guy that you need to, to see back there. Um, San Francisco looked great Monday. Uh, ain't no, ain't no denying that. They, they looked great Monday. Uh, George Kittle <laughs> looked amazing. Um, <laughs> Jimmy G didn't turn the ball over. Jimmy Ward was doing whatever he wanted to on that side of the football. Um, do I think they dominate like that again? I don't. Um, I and once again is it, a we haven't seen anything like that from them consistently this year. So if you tell me they go to San Francisco, I mean they go to Jacksonville, and end up in a close a close game with Jacksonville, I can absolutely see it. Um, I can see it being a field goal game. Um, so I'm going to take Jacksonville to be able to stay within those six points, but I do think San Francisco wins that game.
1: Man, this was so close and you touched on all the key factors that i thought about before i made this this decision but it came down to, to two things right one who do i believe turn the ball over more i have to go with jacksonville yeah. and yeah. to me the biggest thing i can't wrap my head around how can jacksonville slow down the san francisco 49 49ers running game uh i think it's almost a given these days that san francisco gonna run the ball for above 20 above 50 per game And I'm just telling myself, well, if you're going to allow them to do that, that means George Kittle is going to be heavily involved in the game. That means Debo Samuel is going to be heavily involved in the game. And even though San Francisco is not a team that's known for putting up 40, I think they could win a shootout against Jacksonville. So if your defense is better than this team, um, you're going to turn the ball over less than this team, and you're going to run the football and handle the clock better than this team, it comes down to coaching. And I told you from the beginning of the season and preseason, I did not like not one thing I saw from Jacksonville. Jacksonville looked like they was straight up guessing uh, out there on offense. Like they were yeah, playing bad picking random play and whatever formation go out there. Like they to this day, they have no identity. Like what is what is Jacksonville's identity? And that's offensively and defensively what 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 is they think what is that thing that they do good is it running the ball is it play action do they set set up shots downfield great no they it's a week by week progression i think they tend to take what the defense give them and hope for the best yeah. i really do think that's what what they go in doing uh no disrespect to them because like i said i was the one that i, I was one that looked at it and said this is not going to work like The O-line is not good. you got a rookie quarterback. You're depending heavily on a running back that's still young, uh, and you can't rely on your defense for anything. Uh, But like you said, Trevor Lawrence, it's good to see him play better, not turn the ball over much. Uh, But to me, they still have to find their identity. And um, San Francisco is coming off a big win, a real big win. And I know a lot of times we see teams come off big wins and then lose or struggle against a less worthy opponent. But for some reason, I feel like the motivation is going to be high. They're looking at it like we can get another win, pull this division back closer, and I, I'm taking San Francisco in this one. Got you.
0: Mm-hmm. Got you. Uh, the next one we're going to look at is the Bengals and the Raiders. Uh, this is basically a pick'em game. The Bengals are on, on minus one in this game. Um, once again, I <laughs> we talked Wait, about consistency.
1: The, the, the Bengals and who? Raiders. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you said Ravens for some reason. Okay. Oh, no, Raiders. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, once again, we've talked about consistency a bunch over the past 10, 15 minutes, and that's, that's something else that the uh, Cincinnati Bengals have been lacking. Uh, we saw them early on and were like, hey, this this might not be the Cincinnati of old. They, right. they may have really finally figured it out within two draft classes. And then over the past few weeks, it's been, ah, what's what's going on here, you know? Ah, uh, they get beat down by Cleveland. Um, they, I want to say, have they lost a couple straight, or did they? Because I'm, I'm, I can't remember who they played that close one to. Uh the Bengals. The Bengals.
1: I don't know if they lost. two. Are they a on a losing streak, or did I, think they they the, up... I think they lost. I think they lost their last game before they had a bye or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't with, think with the they all, game. I don't think they dropped two in a row or anything like that. Okay. Two two yeah. Like that.
0: Um. But yeah, that's definitely they're definitely a team who hasn't been consistent. Um, we know what they can be offensively. Mm-hmm. We know you know between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon, they have Joe Burrow is has come off his injury and has looked to be progressing um, as a quarterback. Um, and defensively, they've been better than than people picture that they would be. Uh, Trey Hendrickson has been a, a big part of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um the Raiders <sighs> I thought Monday was gonna be a chance to really evaluate the Raiders and say, look, they really they really have they Trying really have be. something even yeah. yeah. And they went out there and <laughs> like I don't the the stuff that they've had go on this season between John Gruden And then henry ruggs arnett all these yeah like all this all this stuff that they and you thought initially they had some uh, some good showings to where you're like oh they're gonna overcome this and now it's catching up to them when your number one wide receiver is hunter renfro it's not too many too many games you're gonna really be able to (laughs) to win with him being your number one and you still have darren waller but i haven't heard anything about Darren waller since Week one, return it
1: to return it from the injury.
0: Yes. So, I mean, uh, I have very little faith in the Raiders uh, right now. Defensively, I don't, I don't think they're gonna be able to keep up with Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati probably will struggle with a player like Darren Waller. So, mm-hmm. you know, Derek, Derek Carr, and Darren Waller will probably have a decent game. But I don't think that they can win a shootout going back and forth with Cincinnati. So I got Cincinnati in this one.
1: Right there with you again. Agreeing a lot this, this uh, episode, man. <laughs> and I'll tell, tell you the reason for me is, is what you just spoke about, right? To me, the Raiders is just a much better team when they play aggressive. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. It was such a letdown to me to watch them play against Kansas City so conservative because last year, I think that was last year, they put on a great showing when they went back and forth with KC point for point yeah, yeah. And, almost, and almost beat them. I think that yep. the final score wound up being 30 to 34. Derrick Carr is a gunslinger, bro, like straight up. He yep. can scramble. He can move a little bit. But he got a strong arm, and he likes to extend plays and get the ball downfield. I know you lost rugs, but you still got the Sean Jackson who had a bit catching that game and wound up fumbling. But they just went flat. They just went flat. They went super conservative like they were worrying about controlling the clock too much, and I don't know what Raiders team we're going to get. I'm not sure if we're going to get the Derek Carter that throws for a buck 75 or the one that's going out here and trying to put the team on his back and get 350. I'm not sure. Yeah. Defense, they have definitely taken a step down. They were balling at first and getting sacks and getting pressure, and now it just seemed to have all been funneled, you know, funneled out the system. So I would rather take the team that I at least know shouldn't have any issues scoring the football. I yeah, know they yeah. got Joe Mixon. I know they got two or three decent receivers. Joe Burrow is an established quarterback already. Um, you know, I could, I have to at least hang my hat on that. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. All
0: right, last one. We got uh... – what this gonna be the game of the week for Fox or yeah for Fox probably? Um, Dallas against Kansas City. Kansas City uh, is uh, a two and a half point favorite uh, this that's Sunday.
1: So oh, man. <laughs> that, that's a real now. You talking about a pick'em? You said Dallas is favorite two and a half right Kansas now. Kansas City, Kansas City Can- two and a half. Yep. KC at home, I'm guessing. Yep. KC at home. Whew. Man, everything in me is saying Dallas, like to cover that. Man. That's a true pick 'em game right there. <laughs>
0: That's
1: tough, Sid. Ooh. It is. Man, I'm going to have to go Dallas, man. That's tough, though. I'm going to have to go Dallas. Yeah. Uh, yeah dallas can run the ball you know uh they've definitely found their running game using both running backs uh but to me man uh Dak prescott has played just as good i will continue to say this to me he has played just as be- just as good as any other quarterback in the nfl to this point uh we know what he got in cd lamb and amari cooper yeah. defense to me is so overrated i, I- Cowboys fans hate it, but I feel like their defense is just so overrated. You know, it's uh, but the numbers—it's an their average numbers, defense.
0: But they—they they absolutely capitalize on turnovers, and that's, right. that's the
1: biggest thing. Yeah. Yep, and and the numbers like they've been so much better against the run than what I thought they would be this 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 year. But when you got Dak Prescott putting thirty on everybody' head, teams don't yeah. have time to try to run the ball on them. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Dallas has just been more consistent. Uh, I believe in Dallas' defense, although they're not powerhouse or anything. I believe in their defense. And I'll say this. I think it would be fun to see um, – what's the linebacker name? Uh, (laughs) Parsons. Yeah, Parsons. It it would be fun to see him matched up on Kelsey a little bit because I think that would have a a matchup that we would see at some point in the game, you know. Um, So I'm going to roll with the Cowboys. KC, we know what their offense is, but we also know what their defense is. They, you know – Offense just got rolling this past week. Um, so I'm, I'm going to roll with the Cowboys for another week.
0: I'm going to tell you now. I, I think the best thing for Dallas on Sunday is to keep Parsons' hand in the dirt and have him coming off the edge. And they really like him doing that. Um, but in this matchup, especially going up against somebody like Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league, that might be a responsibility. You might want to try to throw Keanu Neal <laughs> on it and have him – uh, try to try to do that. I think Michael Parsons would get ate up uh against a Kelsey on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh so and and this is a team where you you got to get pressure on, on Mahomes. You mm-hmm. got to get pressure on Mahomes. And Michael Parsons is going to be a, a a big uh he's going to be a big part of being able to get to him. Um I'm oh. going to take Kansas City. Um and I'm going to take Kansas City because I feel like this game is going to be a shootout, and in any shootout, I'm taking
1: Kansas City.
0: (laughs) Yeah, in any shootout, I'm taking Kansas City. I agree with a lot that you've said. Dallas can run the football better than Kansas City can. Kansas City can't stop the run to save their life. Uh, So Zeke and Tony Pollard should have uh, good games. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Amari Cooper, um, Michael Gallup is back. We know the talent that's on that Dallas offense. We know the talent that's on that Kansas City offense. And it's going to come down to what we just talked about when we talked about Kansas City's game last week. Will Kansas City turn the football over? If Patrick Mahomes can go out there and throw no interceptions, I don't see any reason why they'd lose this game. I think uh, this game goes score for score. and ends up coming down to who has the football last. Uh if Kansas City has the football last, no matter how much time is remaining in the game, I think they end up pulling it out. So nice. I'm gonna take Kansas City. Yeah, I can respect them. So this actually looks like it should be a pretty good slate of games uh, mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I know the week gets started tomorrow with uh, the Patriots and the Falcons. Um, and we didn't even touch on the Patriots this week. We'll probably talk about them next week. But that's a team that's turned it around from what they've looked like this uh, earlier this season and especially from what they looked like last season. Yeah.
1: Um, that was as expected as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, we still haven't gotten too much basketball yet. It's still really not time yet. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that soon. too. Is it not uh, time
1: or is it because <laughs> the Lakers over there losing, man? Which one is it? Oh,
0: nah, I mean, we can talk about it because right <laughs> now I'm able to look up and say, well, Milwaukee ain't doing nothing either. Brooklyn's struggling too. I, I can look up and say everybody <laughs> look to be struggling right now. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely some interesting interesting storylines going around the NBA too. Uh, right now, Giannis voicing about how he can see in two years him being out of Milwaukee. And that's so strange to me for it, the timing of saying yeah. something like that. So that's definitely something I want to talk about. How the Heat are looking, how those Bulls are looking.
1: That was, was a lot. To- I was just about to say, that's been the most exciting thing in, in basketball this year to me has been the Not Bulls. A- I was just about to say that. Yep.
0: Every yeah, night to so- me is
1: much if- watch TV with them.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely a lot to talk about. Zion is getting closer to getting back. <clears throat> but it really ain't going to matter if he go out there being 300 pounds. It's a lot that we going to be able to touch on when it comes to basketball. So we're going to start digging into that uh, soon, too. Don't, don't know if we'll get a show in next week because of Thanksgiving. We might be able to get one in Monday or Tuesday, depending on how schedules look. But uh, always great to get on here and talk sports with you, man. Hey, Looking hey, forward to another good week of football. I'm
1: going to lay hands on that picture behind you because uh... – you got Drew Brees up there, man. All these quarterback <laughs> problems we having, man. They have to come back and put that number nine on, bro.
0: I saw, I saw that they doing a, uh, they gonna uh, recognize him at halftime on Thanksgiving. I said they just trying to get him back in the building. They, they just trying to sweeten up the pie real
1: quick. That's how I it hope is. he come out fully dressed like the Royal Rumble <laughs> or something like that, and just slide right on into the game, bro. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that would that would that would be great. That would be right, great. Right. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but, but yeah, man. Until next time, bro. Yep, signing off. Appreciate it, sis. You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching say keys to a boy. Hell dope without pushing a blanco. Still stabbing bitches like nine four in the bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them post fronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about line up Every time I do it, do it to